This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, good morning and welcome to a spectacular Saturday to start off your Labor Day weekend. Boy, it's uh, looking out the window. It's wonderful. It's supposed to be great today and tomorrow, maybe even Monday. Um, the last summer-like holiday of the year, which seems very strange. But anyway, there's lots of golf being played. Um, there are lots of issues out there in golf that are being discussed, and we'll take on some of those this morning as we make our way through the 8 o'clock hour. I am Mike Dudorich. I'm your host. And um, I don't know how you see it, but it sure looks like we are on a run on the PGA Tour of some pretty spectacular golf. And, I, you know, those guys play great, at least some of them do, every week. There's always somebody who's shooting 63 or 64 and winning, you know, uh, that's that's – on tour. Well, the last few weeks have been pretty remarkable um, the way I see it. Um, you remember the, the um, PGA Championship, Colin Murakara uh, won that in a very surprising fashion. He wasn't on the, the short list of guys who were expected to win, but he did, played very well down the stretch on Sunday. Um, then we went to uh, uh, the Northern Trust, uh, the first of the playoff events. Uh, Dustin Johnson goes 30 under par, which is just, you know, it makes you shake your head. Then last week, um, <laughs> how about that battle between Johnson and uh, John Rahm? Uh, you know, two big hitters who slugged it out. Uh, for three days, and then in, in, in the last hour uh, of the event, they put on a putting show like has been rarely seen before, um, and that just leads up to this week's battle at Eastlake, where the best 30 players, as, as uh, judged by... Um, FedEx Cup points and uh, advancing through those playoffs are playing at uh, Eastlake Golf Club, which is one of the, the most um, uh, 
uh, historic that we have in the United States. And they're at it again. Look who's on top of the leaderboard. Dustin Johnson, John Rahm. Uh, uh, Rahm shot 65 yesterday. Dustin Johnson shot 67. Don't forget about Justin Thomas, who is uh, who shot four under yesterday. He's 11 back. And, you know, the, the names are as you would expect or hope maybe. And certainly the um, the PGA Tour likes the the looks of this top five or six on the leaderboard. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Abraham Answer, Xander Shoffley, and Pittsburgh native Brendan Todd. They're all um, within seven shots at the moment. But because of the... Um, change in schedule, um, this is being played from Friday through Monday. And that's the way, you know, the last, I don't know how many years, but on the, the regular PGA Tour schedule, that's the way the, the event uh, in Boston was always played. Uh, Friday through Monday, a Labor Day finish, big audience, um, and uh, they decided to go on with, with it this way. Plus, you know, they got other tournaments to get squeezed in here before uh, it's too late, and we'll talk about those, um, including the uh, U.S. Open uh, that is coming right up as well. So it's going to be a fun three days um, uh, in amidst everything else that we do. Um, it'll be a lot of fun trying and, and uh, trying to figure out what kind of event this is going to be. Um, are Johnson and, and Rom going to just stay there and um, beat on each other till somebody gives up? Or is somebody else going to come up uh, through the ranks and um, make a serious run at this title and a serious, money, serious run at the money <laughs> that's waiting out there for, for uh, somebody on Monday evening? And there's been other things, too. Uh, I meant to mention this last week. You remember that uh, Sophia Popov, the 27-year-old German golfer who won the um, AIG Women's British Open, even though she was ranked 304th in the women's rankings coming into that event. Uh, she was a late addition, and... There was a bit of a firestorm because a winner of the British Open gets a five-year exemption on the LPGA. She didn't get that because she was a non-member. So she only got a two-year exemption, which is pretty good in itself. Um, but it set off some, some protests um, even though it's clearly in the LPGA rules, and Commissioner Mike Wan responded to the the, um, uh, the complaints, um, saying, "Hey, it's right there. You can see it. Um, we're not going to make any change, even though this is a wonderful story, and you know people think she's deserving of more. But that's the way it's going to be, and that's the way it was." But it's typical of the way things are. 
If somebody doesn't like something, they're going to protest it. Or, Well, we have returned. Oh, we had a slight um, oh, technical issue, but it has um, been fixed, and I am back. And one of the things that I wanted to, to t- talk about this week uh, was – I got the great privilege to play Oakmont um, this week, and uh, we played in this group of guys that it, and we have done this every year for several years. Uh, longtime friends. One of the guys uh, does not live in the area anymore, but he comes in for this every year. I think we've missed one time. So anyway, we played, and you know, I started whining right away about I haven't played very much this year. Um, not playing very well, and all I got, got were these uh, uh, furrowed brows and kind of nasty looks from the other three who thought I was sandbagging. Well, I showed them. But I did have two moments that <laughs> uh, these are the kind of moments where the old line comes in about that's the kind of shot that will bring you back for more. Well, I had two of those. Um, and as we all know, Oakmont is not a place for the faint of heart or for mid to high handicap golfers. It is very difficult. And even when it's a little wet and a little slow, like it was the other day after the, the recent rains, it's still a bear. So I'm struggling along, and we get to 10. Uh, that's that the, the long par four down the hill with one of the most dev, devilish greens on the course. And I hit my tee shot a little bit left into the rough. And then I all I could do was hack it back down the fairway a little bit. And I had uh, 120 maybe yards, something like that. And I took my trusty nine iron and I hit the best shot, perhaps, of all my golf this year, which isn't, hasn't been all that much by my standards. So I'm watching this and this ball is not moving off the stick. It is right on it and it hits in front of it and rolls directly past the hole and stops two feet from going in. So I felt pretty pretty good about that. And I said, hey, whatever else happens, it's okay. I, I had that shot. That was good. So we play 11, 12, get over to 13, the, the little-ish, quote-unquote, uh, par three that's uphill, um, the green is a bowl shaped and it you know it's it's devilish as well. You gotta be on the right side of the pin or when it's hard and fast, you could easily putt it off the green. But it wasn't hard and fast. And so I hit my club, I believe it was a seven iron, and I flushed it. Hit it so good that I couldn't follow it, but everybody said you know, that's, that looks pretty good. So as we, we drive up there, or ride up there, I mean, um, two of the guys had already walked up to the green, and they were just looking at me. And I said, what? And they said, 
look where you are. So I walk up on the green, and I couldn't believe it. And I sure wish I had gotten a picture, but I didn't. My ball was no more than three inches from the cup. Three inches. They just, they, they were, they were actually very nice instead of the barbs that normally fly around. Uh, and you probably have heard me uh, whine about not having a hole in one yet. And I came that close to getting it. Um, you know, <laughs> if you're going to have just one hole in one, if you get that at Oakmont, that's that's a pretty nice, pretty nice little place to have it. But I didn't get one, but I made two, and um, it was just a great deal of fun. And everybody knows that feeling of, uh, you know, if you're not having a great day and and you're not hitting the ball all that well, when you hit a couple shots like that. It makes you feel like you you actually know what you're doing out there. And that's exactly the way I felt. So I wanted to share that good news with you. And if if I had made that whole one, the entire show would have been about that shot. So uh, consider yourself lucky. All right, it's time for our first break of the day. Um, we're going to talk about what's going on on tour. And we're also going to talk about uh, a little bit about local golf here in the last segment of the day. But coming up next is uh, Gary Van Sickle, our local guy who uh, was a one-time Sports Illustrated writer and now writes for Morning Read. And he's going to be joining us after this break of the 2020 Sports Update and pay some bills. And we'll be back. You're listening to The Golf Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. 